Welcome back to the Armchair Trader podcast. And this week on the podcast, we have trading coach Alex Ong and Simon Campbell from the IX Investor Show here in London. And we're going to be talking a little bit more about uh, active trading and the FX markets and uh, some of the practical elements involved in that. So if you're either thinking of going into uh, more day-to-day trading or you're interested in the FX markets, or indeed you're interested in uh, learning a little bit more about the IX Investor Show, then this is obviously a podcast for you. Uh, welcome to the podcast, guys. Thank you very much for having us. I thought we'd just start um, getting a little bit of Alex's background first. I mean, Alex, you you are someone who's actively involved in uh, coaching traders, educating traders, uh, but obviously you didn't start life that way. How How did you get into doing this in the first place? So I started nearly 20 years ago now. So going back to 2005, um, sort of just come out of university. Um, To be honest, my family are sort of like investors and traders. So it was something that I was probably always going to end up going into, although they didn't really influence that. Um, Unfortunately, I come from like a, a broken home. So my father is way, way off somewhere in Asia. But my brother and I sort of, um, we put our heads together. We were looking for businesses and things that we could do um, and decided that this was probably a good area for us to focus on, obviously, with the, the family background. Uh, we then sort of, we did everything that the average trader probably would do, which is read a load of books. We didn't really have YouTube around at the time. So it was also, you know, buying the DVDs and things like that and trying to learn um, some strategies. We made a lot of horrendous mistakes. We were able, because of the nature of the markets, we were able to make a lot of money in a very short space of time initially, which is the thing that probably gave us the bug for it, if you like, that showed us that it was possible. But after those early successes, like I said, we made some horrendous mistakes. We lost um, quite a fair amount of money very, very quickly. And then we decided that it was something that really we needed to to learn and you know, do properly. So from that perspective, we then were seeked out some mentors and things who helped us understand how the markets really were, how they really moved. And then from there, we went on to trading our own book. We then, once we gained the confidence, we traded our family's money. And then from there, we decided that we would then go ahead and start a, a fund. And then we ran that fund for a number of years, up until maybe six or seven years ago. At which point, as I said to you earlier, went through some sort of like some personal issues, um, and for that had to close down the the fund. And then since then, have been coaching, and that brings us up to where we are today, more or less. In terms of who should be looking at active trading like this, I mean, what sort of person does it suit? What sort of person? doesn't it suit? Um, I mean, what's your view on that, Alec? I wouldn't say that there's a specific type of person that it does suit as in, you know, a, a 40 year old man, you know, professional IT or whatever. I don't think that it's from that perspective, you could say it suits one particular person. I'd say that it suits a person that is looking for a little bit more freedom, um, that is able to control the way they think about things. Everybody thinks that they can. The reality is is that the vast majority of people can't. Um, But they also have to be fairly um, committed to the process because it's not easy. It's it's simple 
trading is a simple thing. I could teach you the mechanics of a strategy very, very quickly, but the reality is being profitable isn't something you can do overnight. And it's, it's something, it's a constant evolution. And it's not, and the person that wants to get into trading has to be comfortable with the fact that you're probably never going to be completely confident in your ability to make money from the markets. You know, I remember speaking to my mentor way, way, way back when saying, when do you get to the point where you just, you just know that you wake up every day and you're going to be profitable every day? And he said, the truth is, is that you probably will never get to that point. And this guy had been trading for some of the big investment banks for over 30 years. And he was saying that to me. Um, back when I first started. Now today, fast forward 20 years on, and I can say the same thing. It's like, I kind of, I'm confident in my ability to to work out the way the markets are going to move. But in terms of like 100% confident, I know that I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and make money. That just doesn't exist. We don't control the markets. And so it's impossible to get to that point where like you have a, a regular paycheck in a job where you're going to wake up, you're going to you know, do your eight hours or 10 hours or whatever, and you're going to get paid at the end of it. The markets aren't like that. Um, so if you've got a little bit more of an entrepreneurial spirit, you might find that you're a little bit more comfortable with the uncertainty. So coming back to your original question in terms of who does this suit, it probably suits people who, you know, A, obviously the, they want something more, they want that freedom, but at the same time, they're comfortable with the uncertainty they're trading the financial markets is going to bring. And Simon, I mean, Alex mentioned there having a mentor. I mean, from from your experience, how important is it that people who are thinking about getting more involved in actively trading financial markets should have some level of education or indeed some kind of mentor? Yeah, I th well, I think it's very important. <laughs> I mean, this is why we do the events that we do. And people like Alex that I've come to know over the years of doing all the training and the webinars and the seminars are the people that actually uh, do sort of practice what they preach. Uh, and that's one of my roles is to sift out uh, the great mentors and educators that people can get to know, not necessarily having to pay lots of money for training, but just to get to know, to follow them on social media, uh, to see how they approach the markets. And just touching on what Alex said there about the question of, of active trading, who, do, who does it suit? If I could just add a little bit to that, because there is so many different sides of, of trading. And I think no matter where you come from, whether you're, as Alex said, you're the, the sort of stereotype, I think, is the sort of middle-aged man approaching the markets. But equally, there is room in trading for young people that, university, women who just, you know, started families and can't get out to work full time, all different sorts of lifestyles. It's a question, I think, of matching the trading style to your lifestyle that is one of the key things that we try to do at these shows is to try to introduce you to the wide variety of strategies, uh, if you like, is the best term for them, uh, for someone that wants to trade full-time, part-time, once a week even, looking at seasonal trade. There's all sorts of different uh, flavors, if you like. But it is important uh, for people to get to know people that already do it. I think that's the best way to learn, is to see uh, people that are already doing it, already making money from it, uh, and can help you uh, dispel some of the myths 
but I think most important is not to go onto Twitter and start following the first person you see sitting with a, a red Ferrari uh, and a laptop, uh, because often not, uh, they're not telling you the full story of their trading story. Yeah, I mean, we are in that environment, which I think really kicked off. I mean, it was there already, but in 2020, during COVID, we suddenly saw a lot of uh, so-called trading experts manifesting themselves and explaining how they'd made millions of millions of uh, dollars uh, trading. And, and in fact, a lot of these, these people don't really seem to know what they're doing. Uh, perhaps the, the worst thing that happened, and this is what a lot of people experienced in COVID, was that they started trading in what's called a bull market, where pretty much everything was going up. Uh, so your first few weeks or months of trading uh, was fantastic, and you saw great returns. Um, you immediately thought that you were Gordon Gecko reborn from Wall Street, uh, and it was all going to carry on like that. And of course, we know the markets are not that easy. Things don't go on forever. Trends do change. Prices uh, go down as well as up. Uh, so it's important to, uh, to sort of go in with your eyes open when you start trading. Uh, pre prepare for some losses, uh, but obviously look uh, to sort of uh, learn how to win more times than you lose. And um, Alex, uh, you're, from your perspective as someone who's worked with traders um, and, and educated people, what would you say are the most common mistakes that you find uh, retail traders making? Um, so there, there's a number. One is not really understanding the markets that they're trading. So, for example, you were talking about during the COVID years and being in a bull market as far as the, the equity markets were concerned, which, you know, they were they were easy. It was a one way play. And what I find is there's a lot of strategies that have been developed for the equities markets where it's more of a sort of like a buy and hold mentality or there's a potential for that. And then they come and they they try and apply it to more cyclical markets like the FX markets or the commodity markets. And it just doesn't work that way. So understanding that the markets that you trade is something that you need to. And I think most people don't do that. The other thing I think is people don't they don't have a strategy that one works for them from a, a psychological perspective, but also from their sort of like just their, their scheduling. So you get people that might want to day trade, but they don't have eight hours a day to be able to sit in front of their screens. And with the best will in the world, if you can't do that, you may want to be a day trader, but you just that that's not open to you at that particular time, in which case you need to look at something that's a, a little bit longer term. So you really need to mesh obviously an understanding with the markets in addition to, you know, what is it that you want to trade, but also what can you trade? What sort of approach can you trade? And then obviously the, the really, really big one is that people come to the markets assuming that they're going to, it's going to solve their, their financial problems, that they're going to be able to take a thousand pound account and turn it into a hundred thousand pounds, which going back to the Twitter and the Instagram um, scenario talking about earlier with the people of Ferraris, I think that's almost, if you see a picture like that, that's somebody to steer clear of because I can tell you that, you know, in my 20 years of trading, I've had good months, I've had bad months, I've had, you know, great years, but I've never once been able to sort of 100x an account in one or two months. It's just, it's, and I've never seen anybody that's been able to do that. If you're shooting for five to ten percent a month, then you're willing to accept that there are going to be opportunities at times where you might be able to take a bigger position and make slightly more than that. That's fantastic. 
but it's not the it's not going to solve your financial problems tomorrow and a lot of people coming to the markets they're not coming to it planning and saying okay i'm looking at this as something that i hope to be proficient at in the next two to three years so i'm going to put in two to three years worth of work to get to that point they want to get into the markets and they want to make money tomorrow they want to you know, pay, you know, supplement their income, replace their income within the next three months, which is just kind of a little bit unrealistic. You are someone who's obviously very experienced in in trading uh, specifically Forex markets. I, I used to work for an FX broker and there was a feeling there. I mean, we were a broker on more than just the FX front, but there was a feeling there that a lot of, a lot of investors were rushing into FX and getting burned quickly because of the volatility and the leverage there rather than just starting with, say, FTSE 100 index CFD or something like that. What are the sort of risks that face people going into FX markets? Should they be the kind of markets early early stage traders participate in, or should they be learning on something else? Well, I would say that, that there are a few different sides to this. So first of all, the FX markets, there's a really low barrier to entry. So you can open a brokerage account for $100 or £100 and start trading. So from that perspective, I think that's where the allure is. It almost seems like it's a simpler market to trade, which isn't the complete truth. Um, so from that perspective, I would say that it's a great market to go into and just understand the mechanics of trading. It's not necessarily the best market to start with. Although having said that, you know, that there isn't necessarily one market. You need to understand every market that you're trading. When you said earlier about I primarily focus on the currency markets, I focus on the markets that have the sort of like the path of least resistance in terms of, of making money. I listened to Jim Rogers. I don't know if you know who he is. He uh, ran the quantum farm with George Soros. Um, a number of years ago, they were the guys that broke the Bank of England. And there was, I was at this conference and he was talking and he said that today he doesn't take a, a trade or an investment unless it's as easy as a $100 bill sat in the middle of the floor. And all he has to do is sit, stand up, walk five paces and pick it up off the floor. And that's sort of the way that I approach my trading and investing. So the last two years, trading the currency markets has been easy. Right. We've had the central banks hiking interest rates. And when, you know, central banks hiking interest rates, then there's a one way play. You know which way a currency is going to go. So it's easy. Now you're coming to a time where it might be a little bit more difficult over the next six months if we, as we come to the end of these rate hike cycles um, and they're going to pause. And then it's going to be, well, which central bank is going to cut rates initially, but then there'll still be the focus on the data. So where is inflation going to be? How's the economy holding up? So that's going to make it a, a more difficult market to trade. Not impossible, but you'd need to change your strategy accordingly from being a, a trend following buy into momentum to perhaps looking to you know, sell the rallies um, and sell into resistance and things like that. But then what you might say is, well, potentially there's going to be better opportunities in some commodities or the equity markets. Although I'd say that the way that monetary policy is at the moment, I wouldn't necessarily go into the equity markets just yet. But when the Federal Reserve or when the central banks start to cut interest rates, obviously that's good for equity. So that's when they become a one-way play. And that's when you move over to those markets and you start to invest and trade in those markets because they're the easier ones. They, you know, you're not going to be stopped out as much. You're going to get more directional plays. So you know, that, that's how I approach my trading. So anybody that's new to trading, I would say that yeah, if you want a low barrier to entry, absolutely look at the the currency markets. But there isn't necessarily one particular market that's going to be best. I would say 
even though technical analysis is extremely important to help you identify entries and exits and, you know, a, a framework, a strategy is, is generally built around technical analysis, having an understanding of how the fundamentals work and how they drive different markets is probably going to help you more than anything in the long run. Because, you know, the, uh, Warren Buffett says that it's not necessarily how fast you can paddle, it's the, it's the stream that your boat is in. You know, so you could be the best trader in the world in the FX markets. If the if the the markets the market condition isn't right for your trading style, you're not going to make money, or it's going to be difficult. And there's a question I had for both of you, really, and I'll, I'll start with with Simon. When people are, you know, we've already do- talked about people getting started in trading, and they may already have a nine to five job, um, but a lot of people, a lot of traders we speak to. Their ambition is one day I want to make this my life. I want to go and you know live in the Bahamas. I don't. I want to leave my nine to five grind, and I see this as as the way to do that. Best not to take all your life savings and invest it in a trading account and just hope you'll start making that money in six months. But I mean, what's what's your advice to people who are either trading part time or just thinking about getting into it and would like to make it a full time deal? Well, it is possible but it's not achievable for many people, depending on exactly these points that you said, depending on their own lifestyle. I do spend quite a bit of time in Spain, and I do know a lot of traders who live that dream uh, of trading full-time, living in a sunny climate. Uh, so it, it, it is possible to do it, That's so it's not to, to lose sight of that. But I think having realistic expectations it's probably the best thing for most people to go into this world with. And, you know, at risk of repeating myself before, it, it should be treated like a small side business whereby you will understand how much money you have to start, how much capital you would start to take this business in terms of how much capital can you afford to lose if it was all to go south very quickly. And that's always a risk. So people need to understand their, their own circumstances. A little bit like doing a, a, a know your customer compliance check uh, for a financial company. Um, do that on yourself. Uh, understand your own financial position. What sort of money have you got committed for future, whether it be school fees, university, mortgage. You don't really want to, to risk uh, that money. Um, I'm always confused about this idea that people have spare money i'm not sure many people understand what spare money is but that idea of money that you can afford to lose uh, is important to bear in mind and once you do that then you can start to plan uh, a strategy uh, to go forward you can understand how much that pot is you're going to be able to grow that using a very high risk strategy or a, a lower risk conservative strategy over the longer term this is a little bit just one touched on before is that everybody has a slightly different ambition and that they want to get out of their trading and everybody has a different ability in terms of the time and the willingness to focus on it whether it's the the extreme level of day trader who is happy to get up at six o'clock in the morning and spend most of the day looking at the screens of the charts and the minute by minute ticks to the more conservative person that wants to put on what we would call a swing trade which is maybe a trade maybe that's going to go for three or five days uh, and just check the markets once a day uh, on their telephone. So there's all sorts of different different flavors. Um, but that would be my advice uh, would be always to be looking to 
understand your, your own financial position and understanding uh, what targets, what uh, what your ambition would be to get out of it. And, and this is what we're doing at the show. This is this is why we're we're doing this event uh, in November in London. I bring together lots of great traders like Alex. Um, we put together a range of seminars, a networking lunch where people can actually sit down with the mentors and ask them questions, ask them how they got started. You can even ask the people that are at the show beside you saying, have you started trading yet or not? What's your story been? And this is a great source of information from all this activity and speaking to other people that are already doing it, you can start to build your own story. Uh, some people might even say, this is not for me. Uh, I want to engage the help of a financial advisor and just put my hard-end money into into a fund that's professionally managed. Uh, and, that, and that's a good that's a good result actually that comes out for many people because it doesn't suit every single person. Uh, but for those that do want to take a more active uh, ability to, to control their finances uh, and to select the stocks and select the markets they trade, then events like this are a great way of doing it, engaging as much as you can with those who have done it before. I think that's the key thing that I would recommend people to do. Find out as much as you can beforehand. Uh, do use demo accounts as well because you need to, to see how it works before you put money on the line. Um, but uh, education is, I think, the rule. And it, it never stops. Uh, you keep on educating. The markets change. Global events change, as we know, day by day, hour by hour, it seems. Uh, and they can have an impact on the money. So you need to keep educating yourself and keeping yourself interested in what's happening. And Alex, any tips you got there for, for people? Yeah, about um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I would say that it is, um, it is possible. I think trading can be for anyone. It's not necessarily for everyone. In terms of the way that you go about it, I would say that if you don't focus on trying to make unrealistic you know, um, profits in your account month on month, because that's never going to happen. If it happens one month, you'll blow up the next month, and then you'll just have a whole host of other issues. If you can get to a point where you say, I'm going to take the next six months or the next year, and I'm going to work on trying to you know, just be profitable month after month, on average, you'll get some down months where you can do you know, just something conservative, 5% a month or 5 to 10% a month, which sounds like it's not a lot. And if you're somebody that's listening to this and you have $1,000 in your account, you'll be like, well, 5 to 10% a month. I'm not going to be able to do anything with that ever. But just stay with me for a second. If you can do 5 to 10% a month, then you will find that capital will find its way to you. Whether that be through, you know, these funded trader programs that you have available today there, obviously there was a, a few issues with that uh, a month or so ago with, I think it was my Forex funds, but there are some very, very good ones out there. I work with a company called Tradiac at the moment. Um, but in addition to that, even if you don't go down that route where my brother and I, what we did is obviously we learned to make returns. And once you can do five to 10% a month and you can demonstrate that even less than that, if you could do two to 3% a month, for example, and then you put yourself out there, you'll be able to find, you know, other pools of capital. People will give you their capital to trade on their behalf because you're not going to get that in a bank. Even if inflation goes way, way up, you're still not going to get to a point where you're making 30, 40% return on your money um, year on year. So if you can learn the skill of trading, then it opens up so many other doors. It doesn't just have to be what you have in your bank account right now. 
that's going to be what you're trading within a year or two's time. And I think far too many people, when they start trading, that's their idea. They're like, I have this nest egg. I've got, you know, 3,000 pounds, for example. And by the end of the year, I want to be at a point where, you know, that 3,000 pounds is replacing my income. And my current income is, I don't know, 5,000 pounds. So then you've got to think to yourself, well, realistically, to get to that point, you'd need to turn between now and the end of the year, you need to turn that 3,000 pounds into 50,000 pounds, which is never going to happen. Um, not if you're doing it in a, a conservative, responsible way, and it's never going to be sustainable. But if you just focus on saying, well, you know, this is my pot of money for the moment, but that doesn't have to be it. There are going to be other ways that I can attract capital to me, whether it be family mon money, whether it be setting up your own fund, whether it be going for, you know, um, the funded trader program route or things like that. You know, you'll be ama amazed at the opportunities that open up to you once you can just consistently make money. So don't focus on the, you know, the monetary value that you're doing in your account, but focus on learning the skill. And if you learn the skill, I promise you, you will find a way to do this full time within, you know, uh, a shorter space of time than, you know, many things possible, but maybe a little bit longer than a lot of you hope is possible. Well, thanks very much indeed, Alex. And uh, just to just to finish off with, Alex is is going to be at the uh, IX show. Uh, Simon, can you give us a little bit more information on that, where where and when it's happening, and um, where people can actually uh, hear from Alex in person? Absolutely, it's it's a fantastic event, and really delighted that Alex is making the time to come along and present a, a workshop as part of the day's activities. Um, Alex will be doing a four-hour uh, masterclass, so this is a real chance to deep dive into the way that he's uh, making money uh, through trading. Alex, I'll, I'll let you maybe speak a little bit more about that in a second or two, but in addition to, to that, you're going to find a whole range of interesting speakers presenting seminars, exhibitors with, with booths answering your questions, some panel discussions on the markets, uh, a traders networking lunch, all sorts of things. The live trading room we have sponsored by Tradiac, in fact, the funded traders. They're going to be hosting live trading throughout the whole day. So you can go into a room where you'll see three traders uh, actively in the markets, trading uh, the live markets and telling you what they're doing and telling you why they're doing it. So you can see on the screen what trades they're looking at, what charts, what their sort of signals are for them to get in and out of the markets. So, so it's really, it's a, it's a one day festival of trading education aimed at you and I, retail private investors who are maybe not trading or maybe just taking the first steps in trading, wanting to, to find out more about how you get started. You're going to meet the brokers, you're going to meet the platform providers, the signal systems, all the tools of the trade there that you would need, you would find it there. Uh, and it's happening at the Grand Connaught Rooms, which is a lovely venue just off Covent Garden, central London. And it's Friday the 24th of November. And it's open all day from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. You can get a free ticket if you register in advance at the ixtradershow.com. Fantastic. And, and uh, Alex, can you just, before we close, can you just uh, shed a bit more light on, on what you'll be doing there at the show? Yeah, absolutely. So in the morning, as Simon mentioned, I'm going to be doing a masterclass. It's four hours long. So, you know, we don't have days and days to spend together for me to teach you everything about the market. But what I'm going to try and do 
is at least teach you my trading framework so that you understand what it is that I do, how I approach the markets every day, how I identify um, trading opportunities. And as I sort of spoke about earlier, how you decide which markets you need to be in, because that's really, really important. It doesn't matter what strategy you have. If you're not in the right market at the right time, you're not going to make money. Um, so we're going to spend a lot of time doing that. And then, of course, in the afternoon, um, I'll be doing some other talks for Simon and be in and around the place. So if you want to come and speak to me and just talk about the markets, talk about your own trading, then please come and find me. I look forward to speaking to you all there. Fantastic. Well, that's great. It sounds like it's going to be um, a really awesome day. And uh, also, guys, thank you very much for your for your time today on the podcast. No, thank you so much for having us. It's been a really good good experience. Thank you. Many thanks again. Yeah, and thank you, our trade trader, for the support uh, that you give us for the show. So much appreciated. You've been listening to the Armchair Trader podcast. Make sure you visit our website, www.thearmchairtrader.com, for your daily dose of financial markets news and sign up to our free newsletter there. Mm-hmm.